Hey, hey, what do you say? Uh, I say that I can't wait to go back to sleep. (laughs) Well, we're glad we have you awake and perky for this because it's another Twitter Spaces for Pod. Let's go. It is. Let's go. How have you been, my friend? I've been busy. Your girl been busy. The Seattle Kraken made a a playoff run. Definitely unexpected for me. Um, And it came to an end. Yes, I know. Came to an end yesterday. So that was a bummer. But Dallas played well. You know, Uh, I can't even be mad. I can't even be mad. Um, So you and I were messaging earlier. I have two whole days of vacation before the WNBA starts. God, enjoy those 48 hours while they last but uh yeah I've uh I got I got to see a bit of the the series between the Kraken and the Stars and you know Seattle's got nothing to uh hang their heads about I think that being able to knock out the returning cup champs and push a game seven against the Stars is Really, uh, really a good thing, um, you know, and the good news is that they can just build on this for next season. So for sure. Yeah, for sure. Good Talked for about that. it on uh, Locked on Kraken today. I mean, you know me, I always I always keep it funky. And there were some <laughs> things there were some things in game seven where I was like, you know what? This is why we got to practice. But, you know, um, yeah, we talking about practice. <laughs> oh my god yeah so uh but enough about the boys hockey because right. uh, we while they're still going because their season is about 10 months long uh it I'm, lasts forever and um what the hell is going on beyond below me i just felt this like stomping anyway um no, my my house is just collapsing. Don't mind me. Uh, oh, but anyway, okay. um, <laughs> we have some PHF news to go over, wow. uh, especially when it comes to the uh, the uh, free agency that has picked up lately. Um, quite a few signings. We got some returners. We have some new faces. Some big names coming over to. Uh, the PHF, and uh, we're here to talk about it. So, um, shizzle. Uh, so let's okay, Angelica. Let's just remind folks though what, why maybe it's we're seeing a little bit of a wild, wild west. I would say that there's probably two big things yeah. that uh, are making things a little cray cray this off season. Yeah. The first is of yeah. course the increased salary cap, and I know you went through. Uh, um, you know, uh, the, um, you know, you, you were able to detail some of that and, and also just, uh, you know, the, the bylaws or I don't know what they're calling them. So like, what's the deal? What's the deal with 1.5 per team? And why do you think that's impacting free agency? Um, so 1.5 per team, I mean, that's the cap, uh, as we know it right now, the cap floor, uh, is something I think we should be focusing a little bit more on that being, uh, I believe it's 1.15 million, I believe is the cap floor, um, which I think that a lot more teams are going to be looking to spend two, um, you know, that's the absolute minimum that they can spend. So, uh, 
you know, I think that we're just seeing a lot of money changing hands. We're seeing a lot of teams uh, having to kind of wrangle with the um, idea that players are going to see these numbers and they're going to get a little bit more information with regard to salary disclosure as that becomes more of a common thing. And uh, they're going to be asking for more and they're going to be pushing for more. Um, I think that also with the rise in player representation, um, you know, we have more player agents, I think this season, uh, more um, players getting represented and being able to negotiate for better contracts. Um, yes. So yes. that I think is, is, is a big, big uh, factor. And, um, you know, again, with that much money, um, you know, flying around per team, uh, you know, you're going to have players coming over from overseas. We're going to get into that. Um, we've got players coming in, um, you know, from, you know, kind of blast from the past. We'll get into that. Uh, we also have um, some players restructuring their contracts and we'll, we'll get into mm-hmm. that as well. That's something yes. that the whale have definitely been doing. Yes, so, that's huge. Um, and in case folks are not familiar Highly recommend, highly recommend, excuse me, capbesties.com. I think uh, one of the best resources out there, just pulling it all together. They have the agent directory. They have the seven teams. Now we're talking Premier Hockey Federation, and they keep up with disclosed salaries. And as you mentioned, yes, we're going to get into that. But another thing, actually, that I think is a pretty big news story, which is kind of a tangentially related, is the... Um, reported upcoming league to, um, I guess, complement what will be the PWHPA once the PWHPA officially becomes a union, which we are hearing is also eminent. And I think that is also impacting free agency in women's ice hockey. Now we are talking when we say free agency right now, at least we're really only talking about the PHF because there are teams, there's a league, uh, mm-hmm. there are, um, there's a salary cap. All of that is still, like we said, it, it's been reported that it's forthcoming um, just to state facts. It has been reported to be forthcoming for a little while now. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, I just got to call a spade a spade. It is what it is. Um, so we'll see. We'll see what's happening there. But I do think that, and you mentioned kind of blast from the past. And I think that last piece of the the, the pending PWHPA um, versus the 1.5 is why we're seeing players like uh, Noratu and Casey Bellamy come back yes. or well Noratu has never played in this league whether it's the NWHL or now the PHF but Casey Bellamy yes. is a pioneer of this league yeah yeah so essentially Noratu is coming out of you know uh, an effective retirement basically well they both um, are so, right <laughs> yeah yeah I mean for 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 all intents and purposes they're both coming out of a retirement but yeah I mean you know Casey Bellamy uh is kind of a uh you know laid the foundation for what we now know as the PHF um and you know again Noratu being such a big name uh out of Finland you know touted by you know arguably the best Finnish goaltender uh 
you know, that we've seen. So, you know, those are two huge names um, and no doubt. Uh, I haven't seen the particulars of Nora's contract, um, but I have seen, of course, we've seen Casey Bellamy's contract and Casey is making some pretty <laughs> pretty damn good money. Uh, they have her signed to a one year, I think, $122,000 contract. Um, so it's uh, I think that is in and of itself going to get a lot of players eyes and I think that a big part of it is you know a potential draw to anybody else within the PWHPA who may be kind of weighing their options so to speak Mm -hmm. um I think that a big part of pushing you know this 1.5 number and pushing these contracts and flashing these six-figure deals because I think as of right now I think we can all agree these contracts have been much more open, like they've been much more open about the numbers attached to these contracts than they were last year. And I think that that is a really big bid on their part to kind of be like, hey, see, we're not playing around with this money. Like this can be yours if you want to come back. Um, And that in turn is probably going to drive up values across the board. It's also going to drive up competition across the board, of course, because, you know, unfortunately, it's going to come to a point where we may see some of these other names that we've been used to seeing in the PHF potentially drop off and no longer have a spot on teams because, you know, it's just becoming that much more cutthroat. Um, So it'll be interesting. Uh, it'll definitely be something that uh, we got to keep an eye on. But uh, as we mentioned, Noravatu going to the Metropolitan Riveters yeah. for next year. And I mean, obviously, um, we have to talk about Ven Lahovi. I mean, she was, yeah. um, Noravatu specifically mentioned just talking to Venla. It sounded like casually about a few things in, in a report that I uh, read. But then, um, you know, saying, hey, why not come and play for the Riveters? Um, You know, and I think also Nora in some reporting that I'd seen on the interwebs saying that she knows she's at the end of her career. Um, I believe I read somewhere also that um, she's making more than she made when she played in China. So Nora Ratu, for those who don't know, was one of the first um, kind of international, I guess technically they were called ambassadors at the time. But see, you know, we've seen this influx of money in women's hockey before and I remember thinking that obviously when Nora made the money to play in in China with Kunlun uh, I believe she was with Kunlun because there was also the Vanky Rays but um yeah she was with Kunlun and and anyway the money is great but to your point about maybe we don't see some players that we've gotten used to, to your point about the, the, the floor, to your point, uh, you know, I mean, also just thinking of, and we'll get into this particularly with the Connecticut whale, but like what we're seeing as these large salaries and what that leaves for everyone else. The issue that I had with the CWHL back in the day is that first of all, it took a lot of different reports to figure out. You had to kind of piecemeal together and over years, like, right. Some of these players left China and then started talking about what they were making, but it was very curious. They were ambassadors. They were being paid to, to, 
to be ambassadors and not technically to play hockey. Like the hockey stuff was, I guess, extra, but they were there mm. to help grow the, the, the national team who obviously was preparing for the Beijing Olympics um, because they were the host nation and we're going to, we're going to field a team. Uh, and, and, and the money weren't clear where it was coming from at times, weren't clear who was, who had access to it. Um, how did the players that were in the CWHL overall have access to that? Because remember when that reporting came out, the CWHL had not committed to paying its players. Right. It didn't. I think that it wasn't until the season after. Yeah. Right. Something like that. It was very, again, so very curious. So. On the one hand, you can, if we isolate these things, you can see the good, the bad, the ugly. But together, I think it paints a little bit more of a broad stroke, a, a bigger picture here. Yes, more money in women's hockey is well overdue. More opportunities in women's hockey, well overdue. And not every opportunity is right for every individual. And that's where the, the, the rift between, at the time, the CWHL, and even, honestly, the CWHL within itself and the players going to China, the players playing in North America, but then, obviously, when the CWHL folded, then the NWHL and the CWHL rift, and then that the rift between the four of the game. And, you know, like, what, what gets tiresome in, in all of that drama the you know the drama that a lot of people think of when we talk about woho is that we're not talking really about the business which allegedly is the driver of the drama <laughs> but yeah <laughs> go ahead go ahead no it's but it, it's it's really funny because you know i think there's still kind of echoes in that when we start talking about some of the purported contracts um mm-hmm. you know that are coming out of the pwhpa um you know uh, and I, I, I bring this up because it's something that I kind of sat on because, you know, obviously when it comes to that rift and it comes to the arguments for or against labor movements within women's hockey, whether the PWHPA is a legitimate labor movement, yada, yada, um, you know, I think it can get really, really uh, fraught. So I try to stay out of that. Sure. but. Uh, a few weeks ago, Ian Kennedy did write a piece for the Hockey News uh, focusing on PW, the PWHPA's uh, supposed contracts mm-hmm. for um, what they worded. I, I will I will point this out. While there is some concern or confusion, I should say, as to whether they were supposed to be for the upcoming season or last season's uh, um secret tour uh or showcase i should say um like secret the deodorant not secret as in hush yeah Yeah, (laughs) no there yeah the secret the deodorant is uh they've been sponsoring uh a lot of the showcases for the pbhpa which is great to see um and there was some talk about you know what that contract was supposed to be i would like to point out that the wording did state the inaugural season last year was not the inaugural season of the showcases so i think it's reasonable to suspect that there is some overlap between last year and the upcoming season for the pwhl that's what's reasonable to me i don't know what's reasonable to anybody else um but there were things in the contract such as a non-compete clause this that and the third um that kind of raised some eyebrows um and i'd like to point out 
that uh, there's a point here. Um, I like to point out that there is um, something to be said for this kind of two quota argument that, you know, well, the PHF has this non-compete clause too, and this, that, and the other. What set the PWHPA apart from the PHF, so to speak, is this idea that they were supposed to be creating a league that is uh, ahead of the PHF. They were supposed to be, be creating a league in not necessarily opposition, but it was a league that was supposed to have better conditions for the players. Um, if we are talking about contracts, having the same terms in that contract doesn't necessarily speak to me as having better conditions for players, because if these are things in a PHF contract that were um, objectionable to people, objectionable to players, objectionable to, you know, those who are supporting players, then it doesn't make sense for the PWHL or PWHPA, whatever you want to call it, to follow in those footsteps. Um, so I just want to point that out. Uh, because I think that a lot of people are getting wrapped up in the idea that, you know, well, the PHF is doing that too, and that's not fair, and this, that, and the other. It's like, okay, we understand that, but we're talking about a league that pretty much was supposed to be breaking away from that. Well, and, and you know, I'm glad yeah. you brought that up, but I think there's other things that we have to consider here. And I want to talk about it, you know, um, from both sides, if you will. Um, yeah. So... As more money comes in, presumably that means more business folk are coming in. Right. Business people are not necessarily going to look out for the best interest of hockey players. That's traditionally why we have unions. <laughs> so the unions yeah. can do that. And that's also questionable, I would argue, in sports in particular. But that's... Um, a conversation for another Twitter spaces. So that's a conversation I'd love to get into. Grr, grr. <laughs> for sure. All right, we're going to put it on grr. our list. We have a whole list of like deep Again. dives, including we want to yes. get into Harvard. Grr. Yeah. We got to talk about that. Yeah. Um, that's probably coming up in uh, our next one of our next spaces. Um, but anyway, uh, just letting everyone know because that's going to be intense. But anyway, um, when you bring in business business folks, they make money. That's what they do. And they're going to run yeah. a hockey entity like they know how to run another business. Right. When you want to impart things particular to, I would argue, not even really women's hockey, but women in sports, you need to make sure that you have people who you trust, who you believe in their record, and who you believe and have faith will continue to advocate for you, you need to make sure you have those people at the table. So a la arguably Billie Jean King, although I, I definitely, that could also be a conversation for another <laughs> Twitter spaces. We talk a title nine 50 yeah. years later, what they doing for, what have you done for my melanated skin? Anyway, um, oh, grr, li, grr, grr, listen, listen, I got, I have thoughts. Um, so when you, when you bring in more money, there are things that we are being fed because they're coming from the business people that people want us to focus on as improvements. And they are. However, we have to look at it. And I've been saying this literally for years. We have to look at everything that's coming into women's hockey within the context of what already exists in sports 
as like standard yep. sports contracts, what exists in women's sports, and what yesterday's price is not today's price. Okay. Right. Anything that existed right. before, in my opinion, is the bare bones, foundational yeah. aspect. And whether it's yeah. the PWHPA as a union or whatever the, the, the PHF is going to do, specifically the Players Association, I would love to see if we really want to take everything. So we're talking uh, 2017, right? USA Hockey boycott. We're talking, yeah. um, you know, the Canadian team, Hockey Can and Hockey Canada renegotiating contracts. We're talking, yeah. uh, you know, all of that. I, I want to see a little bit more instead of this arms race that it feels like, I'll put this on me, I sometimes feel like we're in this arms race for women's hockey. And I, and I think a lot of the larger conversations are being left by the wayside. No, I, I would 100% agree with that. And I think that's kind of where I get with this is that I think we're focusing a little bit on the wrong aspects. Um, and at the end of the day, who suffers from that but the players? You know, especially when you consider that, you know, the PHF still hasn't really said much with regard to, um, you know, this season's bylaws. They haven't really had a whole lot of guidelines in place with regard to free agency negotiation. Not every player has an agency or has representation still. Um, you know, not every player necessarily wants that. And they're operating on the assumption that the team that they've been playing for, for however many seasons is going to have their back. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, and I think that we're seeing that with some teams, <laughs> Buffalo, <laughs> Minnesota. Um, and <laughs> and uh it's it's becoming a situation where um if you're focusing more on the bottom line than you are on the propensity to build player loyalty build a winning team and you know invest wisely uh in players who could build your franchise for years to come it becomes an issue and that's from a business perspective and then of course from a player perspective you know if you're driving down the value of a player just so that you can stay as close to the cat floor as possible um then again you know what's the point of having this touted 1.5 million dollar cap if you're not going to give the players that money and um, also i want to and you mentioned agents and first of all see mike murphy in the chat shout out to mike murphy just because I, like i don't know that i need a reason um so i'm just gonna say uh, that. We, we, we stand we stand mike murphy in, in this house, house in this house that's it in mi yes. casa um so that's number one <laughs> but also we mentioned cap besties but I also want to take this now to an analytics um, and data um, and stats perspective. So, you, but before I do that, um, follow everything Mike Murphy does. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you yes. mentioned agents and we talked about cap besties and how they have a list of the, the agents, um, you know, that are, that are in women's hockey available in women's hockey. I spoke yeah. to Eleni. And we were talking about um, Hecate and another person who stands in this house. Absolutely stand in this house and do have something coming from her uh, sports agency that we just had funky audio. So I'm trying to figure out how to get the video together. But anyway, mm -hmm. that, that's a me problem, not a, not a y'all problem. But anyway, in my conversation forthcoming, 
with Eleni, we were talking about how do you, especially as like a mid-level player, maybe a, like a role player, how do you negotiate contracts? What is the need for players like that, first of all, to even have an agent, given everything you just said, Angelica, that there's more money? Um, how do you negotiate this? Not every player wants an agent. You know, the, the bylaws are changing. The, the structure of contracts is changing. But also, and this is why I mentioned Mike Murphy, and, and there are others, but when we don't even have not only reliable but consistent measurements <laughs> when it comes to pretty regular, regular, basic stats. How also yeah. is that going to impact the players of today as they're trying Absolutely. to create these contracts? Because, and we're going to get into this. Listen, Casey Bellamy got, what was it? 120 K plus a $7,000 signing bonus. Yeah. It was, it was insane. And, uh, and, and, and has not hit the ice in any form exactly. in years. Exactly. And that to me is so, that is the one out of all of the signings we're going to talk about with Connecticut. That is the one that I have the biggest question mark on because it's such a gamble. And, it is. and listen, it's purely political at this point. Listen, here's what I'll say, because listen, I, I will tell you right now, whether we're on the ice or not, I'm not trying to have Casey Bellamy check me literally, figuratively, <laughs> physically or not. I'm not trying to do that. I'm not I'm sure she's like, you feel me? Because I've been I've been on a panel with her twice and she went sleeveless both times. And I was like, girl. <laughs> I get it. I get it. She's in great shape. I'm just calling it the way that I see it. And I'm just joking. You said that was on you. This is on me. So, you want to come me? Girl, I'll take. I'll take it. I'm sturdy. I, like you know, I may not be in as good a shape as you, but I can handle. No, but so but, I mean, there's a few things, and I mean, I'm joking, but also I really want no. I want none of the shade. I want none of the tea. Like Casey, leave me alone, please. But um, <laughs> jokes aside, the reason I mention this is because you're right. It's it's and and Casey Bellamy. So here, I'm of two minds here. Because if you think, what have you done for me lately? Has she earned that contract? Question mark. I mean, not really, because the answer would be no. If you just are cut and dry with it, hasn't played in years with the national team, with any other team, arguably, I mean, answer's no. Like, if you're just like, what have you done for me lately? Um, you know, breath of work. Now, if you go on history, if you go on, um, you know, potential to draw, which are things, if we're being honest, that regardless of the sports league, whatever level, whatever country, those things do matter. So now you have the you have the the pull of a Casey Bellamy, the excitement. I mean, when she told me, like, listen, you were with me in January, and I was messing around with my little auntie self, and I don't know what, who, or when, why, how, some, some things, some, some energy was like, Erica, ask her if she would, you know, like, if she would come back as a joke. That was, that was 
Kermit in you. That was literally Dark Kermit being like, Erica has some damn chaos. Listen, and you, you, you were there. I was like, haha, would you like come back? And when she paused, I was like, oh shoot. And then also, oh, yeah. if I look back at the video and Madison Packer was like gonna say something as Casey was like getting her thoughts together because apparently, without my knowledge, there had been conversations about this. And I did confirm that later. But she was like, actually, yeah. Yeah, I have been yeah. thinking about it. So, like, oh, yeah. you know, it's not like she rolled off the couch and signed this contract. She's been thinking about a return, knowing the and money. And the gremlin in me rejoiced, I will say. <laughs> it was like, let's go. Also, I'm here for it. Also, like, the funny thing is that I was definitely chirping her um, for that loss in season two about Buffalo and then asked her, hey, like, ha-ha, would you return? She's like, actually, Erica, now that you've dragged me for filth, yes, <laughs> yes, I am thinking of coming back. I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> watch out, watch out. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's out for, she's out for blood now. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, so again, so now you have, this is kind of a wild, wild west, right? So a player like Casey yeah. Bellamy hasn't played in years. Obviously, I mean, it's freaking Casey Bellamy. You want to talk about a pioneer? And oh, again, yeah. on a, the panel in Arizona, I was asking her about, you were kind of orchestrating things with the national team when you had to pull everyone together and figure out, like, are we all in this together? And why is this value added for all of us? Not just now, but in the future. You know, like, Casey Bellamy is a G. Like, so I'm not doubting her. She, she has earned that salary. And how do you compare what she can offer on the ice, which is an unknown. It's a question mark. We just have to be real about it. It's, a, it's yeah. an unknown at least, at least to me, I'll put it that way. I don't know. I don't know what Colton and them know. You know, maybe they, maybe they saw her in rec in rec league. I don't know. Um, it's an unknown. But how do you then, as a GM or as an agent, as a player who doesn't have an agent in particular, how do you present your value when you see a one a hundred and twenty k plus seven k bonus contract going to a player who has not hit the ice in years, and then you Kennedy Marchment are an, a league MVP, almost <laughs> were a top three finalist for MVP again, yeah. just casually, literally casually, almost nobody was talking about this until we got to like game sixteen. Was casually on an eighteen game point streak, which ended up being, I believe, a twenty two game point streak. Like, how do you? Yeah. How does how does women's hockey in this off season, in this free agency, value players with all of that? And like I said, the fact that we still have by the 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 grace of the creator have amazing people like mike murphy who take their own time to go yeah. and double check stats right basic stack right. stats i'm talking like assists and, <laughs> and i'm gonna add i'm gonna add another name to that um because she just put up some great stuff on the ice garden and Anne Nguyen has been doing some 
incredible viz work for us um and just for the sport in general i 100% want to give her her flowers because she has taught me so much about um you know these these crazy colors and ish that i'm looking at i'm like i don't know like i feel like an idiot when i when i look at all of it but she's able to break it down in a way that makes so much sense. So between her and Mike, I mean, and, you know, other people in this space, I mean, we can, there, I can go on and on about the number of people in this space who have been making the most honest of efforts to really bring to women's hockey what men's hockey has enjoyed for years at this point um so i i think that that is so huge and i think that that's nothing but a boon to not just the sport in general and the people who watch it but to your point the players um you know the players can look at this and be like hey you know uh this is the package that i've got this is what i can put together you know i think that in terms of you know when you're looking at a Casey Bellamy type, I think that a little bit of realism, unfortunately, has to play into that, especially if you are a mid-level player who doesn't necessarily have the cachet of that name and really only has their stats to, to play upon. It's going to mean a lot more to you to have things like cat besties and things like, um, you know, Mike's analysis and Ons analysis and everybody else in the space. Um, I think in terms of particulars with Connecticut, um, I think it's going to be especially interesting there because they now have about half a million dollars invested in four players. Um, you know, they've got uh, not just uh, Bellamy, but they just restructured uh, Kennedy Marchment's contract for six years. They Absolutely worth it. Restructured. Absolutely worth it. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Uh, her and Gerard have earned every single penny of their of their contract restructures. Um, the two of them together are, I mean, you could argue for like a combined MVP of their team. I mean, they're so impactful on the ice. Two of the best players, I think, that we've seen in the last few couple of seasons. Um, so both of them have had their, their contracts restructured. And then Ali Monroe, who is a third two-year player also had the back end of her contract restructured um, for another six figures. I think it was what one ten or one hundred five. Yeah, or something I have Cat Besties open right now. She's at one hundred five. One hundred five. Um, yeah. So Marchment has um, eight point six seven percent of the cap. Yes. So with five players signed, um, and, and Melissa Samuskevich did not did not list um, her AAV, or we don't have her AAV. She doesn't have her her contract. And salary is not public, which is still an option. <laughs> and oh, Montreal mm. looks like maybe they're all in. Like we're all in this together. No one say how much you're making. But anyway, uh, we'll get into that. Maybe we'll get later. into Montreal in a minute because Montreal yeah. has made some incredible oh, slashes. Yes. Oh yes, they um, have. And, and I cannot wait to the numbers. Into that. I, I can't wait to dig into that. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to we'll get to Montreal, but. So per cap besties, which I love saying, like, per cap besties, um, <laughs> per cap besties, the Connecticut whale have the, the largest cap hit among all of the teams at 495. And that's for five <laughs> players. Montreal yep. has the second highest hit, but they also have um, 13 players, according I was to say, they've got, like, a dozen players so fine. Yeah. So 
they it's so funny how much Montreal has been able to have their uh money stretch a little bit more <laughs> um in, in terms of that um which uh you know I, i'm sorry erica i gotta jump the gun because i'm like, so excited about montreal i know we're, we're you're right on time let's go i already have Already so, have the page on Cat Besties open. Yes. So Montreal has definitely made some moves. Um, I think that Kevin Raphael looked at what uh, C- Connecticut did last year and was like, bet. Okay. I see what we're doing here. And he has not only re-signed Jay Downey Laundry to love that signing. Deal. Love, love that, that deal so much. Uh, Brigitte Laganier again also returning um i believe that those are both two-year contracts if i'm not mistaken um then hopped over to boston and was like hey kareen schroeder hey elizabeth Giger, come play for us and uh (laughs) got them two signed (laughs) we're talking about you know goalie of the year rookie of the year kareen schroeder is now uh, part of La Force de Montréal. So that is, uh, I think, probably the most impressive signing is that he was able to get a player who made a mark in Boston and Boston, was able to win all to, them games. They yeah. win all them games without Schroeder. I'll tell you that right now. They don't. And I mean, we talked about that, you know, mm-hmm. and I think that that has probably been the most impressive signing, but they didn't stop there. They signed... <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> they signed two youth sports players, Adrian Villette and Rosalie Bejancir, um, from uh, their youth sports teams. Um, so they have two rookies um, coming out of the youth sports system. Uh, then they also have signed... Who else have they signed? They signed so Emma Keenan. Keenan, yes. I knew you were and, gonna get there. <laughs> yeah, Emma Keenan, one of the uh, one of the the depth uh, defense defenders for uh, Connecticut last year, started right. out with Buffalo Buttes two seasons ago. Um, I think that's a really solid pickup. I think Keenan like is a great. Yeah, I think that she's a great physical defender. Um, I think that she p- has good positioning. Um, I think if one thing I would likely say maybe works against her is her propensity for penalties. But, um, you know, when she doesn't get called, she is a very strong defender on both sides of the puck. Yeah, she's a strong defender on both sides of the puck, which I think is a really she's great pickup for She's too big that. and strong. Yeah, Emma came yes. into a one-year deal. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you mentioned LaFour and Dao, but they returned. Yes, those are LaFour and Dao. Yes, and uh, Katie uh, Howarth also. Then this I like, and maybe it's also Hockey East bias because I got to my first ever Hockey East game was a women's game. It was Providence versus Vermont, so I yeah. got to see Teresa Schwabzal in person, and Teresa Schwabzal. Um, has a Vermont record that was once held by the one and only Amanda Pelkey, who will be back with the Riveters, if I remember correctly. Um, So two-year contract, uh, Team Austria player, which I love. Um, Mm -hmm. So I like that as well, just to show that NCAA players, I mean, we didn't even get to Alina Mueller, but we're we're not talking so much about Boston 
because they're they're getting poached here <laughs> yet um yeah there's been an exodus out of boston and i think that that's been the most interesting thing is what seeing people being like what's going on in boston uh, i don't know bestie i really don't um you know i think that ultimately <laughs> uh they're going back to the drawing board um i think it's a little hasty but you know we'll see it's not like they haven't been making their moves um they just yes. uh, i, mean, I think Taylor was to a two-year contract. Um, yeah, I think also they're, yeah. they're I think, well, you know, because we're going to get all the signings um, all at a time. They're going to yes. you know, march them out at the Winter Classic or something. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, or maybe like, uh, you know, the the All-Star game in Seattle, Major League Baseball All-Star game. They're just going to march them out all together. But, yeah. uh, or like you know, the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, the- right. You know, and they come out of like, you know, they pop through a screen painted as a cage and, you know, rawr. <laughs> so, but... Um, <laughs> you trying, are you trying to say the Panthers are going to make it to the Stanley Cup final? Is that what I'm hearing? Girl. Listen, I don't know. A panther and a lion? I mean, they're cousins probably. Anyway, um, (laughs) I I do think from what I, and I just heard this in passing. So, you know, and Dan Rice is really the the ultimate, uh, as far as I'm concerned, when it comes to this, has been, you know, getting these scoops like freaking, you know, Haggadahs, Baskin Robbins in these these streets. Um, And I, listen, um, I think that one Boston may truly be just waiting to announce their entire roster because that's what they tend to do. But I also think that Boston um, might be a team that's ready to spend because they really wanted, I feel like they really, really wanted that three beat and it, it may be Minnesota. They said, get it and they got mad. <laughs> Not tonight. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, offloading maybe some contracts and going for those big contracts. We know mm-hmm. that at least as of right now, Daryl Watts has the biggest contract. Yes. 150K. Will that... For, okay, let me ask you Let me ask you right now, just right now. Uh-huh. Will we see a higher contract or will Daryl Watts enter the start of the season with the highest contract? Um, I think that as of right now, I would hope that it kind of stays where it's at. I love seeing these big contracts. I love seeing the splashy numbers, but it comes back to what not only Mike, but I have also you know talked about, written about, and what we were talking about a little bit earlier. You know, there still needs to be room for depth signings. There still needs to be room for rookies. There still needs to be room for minimum salaries or, you know, maybe not minimum, but definitely mid-level salaries that, um, you know, these players can comfortably uh, rest on um, while also playing hockey i mean i think that every team needs those role players that don't make the most money and i think that that's kind of going to be what connecticut runs into now that they have mm-hmm. half a million dollars in five players you well, know they have to make the other you know million stretch to fit listen okay so other players. talking about that now this is where do we call into question that move by Toronto? Because this is before they won right. a title, now want to um, defend that title. They did sign Elaine Chuli. I believe that's a two-year contract. Um, yes, but now, 
so they have they have 180k wrapped up in two players immediately. Also, like two things came to my mind. Um, Daryl Watts. Also, making, I, Darryl, I'm sorry. Very sorry, quick. So two yeah. things came to my mind. Kennedy Marchment making less than Daryl Watts. Now I know they're not on the same team, but just putting that out there. Also, like I was literally LOLing out loud. I put myself on mute when I realized that Casey Bellamy's signing bonus was like a competitive salary in this league at one point in time. Oh my God. Yes. Girl. <laughs> right. Right. Oh Lord. Yeah. That, that puts into perspective. Right. A third thing. And then I'm going to let you, um, cause I, I know I, we were talking at the same time, Daryl Watts. And I talked to her about this Daryl Watts, what she made this past season is more than the highest salary in season one. Yes. And she didn't even play the whole season. She played half the season and got as much uh, more, excuse me, than Kelly Stack did to play for the Connecticut Whale in season one. Anyway, that's all. That's all. No, you're good. Um, I, I'll say this. I, I think that it was a little bit of a risky move, obviously, considering that Daryl took some time to kind of get warmed up and used to, you know, consistent play. Um, I, I, do I think that it'll pay off this season? Uh, I would very well bet. Um, I, I think that Daryl is a talented enough player to let that speak for itself. Um, I think that, of course, you have to wonder if it sets that precedent. You have to wonder if, uh, you know, it becomes like we were talking about earlier that arms race type of deal where you know players are now pushing for more money and being like well kennedy marchment makes this and i had the same number of points although not many players had the same number of points but um you know (laughs) you know um but you know i'm I'm a similar i just wanted to correct something that i said um so Cheyenne D'Angelo also on contract for the Toronto yes. Six. So I said two players, but I wasn't counting right. um, the Elaine Truly signing um, in the um, count- on Capesis. Anyway, just put that uh, out there. I might be breaking news here. Um, I do have it on good authority that we will see Carly Jackson also back with the Toronto Six. <laughs> so yeah, um, I think that uh, it will be a situation where, I mean, Here's the thing. I think that it's really, really difficult, especially with some of these names. You know, you see uh, Elaine Chuli, you see Cheyenne D'Arcangelo, you see Kennedy Marchment, you see Daryl Watts making this type of money. You know the type of the, the caliber of play that these players are capable of. It's very, very difficult to argue against any of them making what they're making. Um, but again, it comes down to the reality of the rest of the players in this league. Um, And it also comes to the reality that we are not in a spot where everybody is necessarily going to make what they're worth. Um, At at least at this juncture, Uh, it's, it sucks to think about. Um, It sucks to admit, uh, but we're not, we're not there yet. And I think that a lot of players are going to have to be content with that. Um, I also think that there are some teams, <laughs> Buffalo, <laughs> Minnesota, who are going to have to, um, you know, also kind of consider where they're at. Not so much Minnesota, but definitely Buffalo um, when it comes to 
being perennially at the bottom of the standings and still not necessarily being willing to give their players what they feel that they're worth or what uh, some can argue that they're worth. Um, I personally think that they should all be given like a $10,000 bonus just dealing with the bullshit from last season, but that's just me. Um, but anyway, um, I think that... <laughs> It, it, but also that brings up another question too. I mean, you talk about a team like Connecticut or a team like Boston, um, where it's very, very clear what these players are capable of and Toronto as well. But then you talk about a team like Buffalo who was in a shambles for so much of last season. And right. I, I'm mentioning this, you know, as, as you guys may have noticed over on Black Rosie Media, we've started a PHF season in review column uh, weekly for, um, well, it's a weekly column, but right now we're doing PHF season in review for all of the PHF's teams. And uh, this week uh, will be Buffalo, and I'm, I am going to mention this, um, and I have been mentioning this. It's very, very difficult because so much of that roster underperformed, and it's not through any real fault of their own. Um, it's through the fault of the system that they were pushed to, or forced to play in. Um, so you have teams that have been able to kind of stabilize and be able to, you know, have, uh, you, you have a team where players are able to thrive and then you have a team where players are not able to, it becomes very, very difficult then to, negotiate and to have and for those players to negotiate because they're not operating on a level so to speak does that make sense i feel like no, really it makes a lot of sense it, it, like yes it makes sense just to be clear um but i no, i think you're right just as a saying which makes no sense also anyway i think you're right um it also brings into question so in the new bylaws you know there is a stipulation about the salary cap and trades because you know that's a thing now that we have to worry about we haven't seen trades in a while yeah but you know those i-95 teams <laughs> oh yeah yeah just swapping and, you know i-95 teams qew teams right uh yeah. you know yeah poor minnesota i don't know what the hell we're gonna do with them <laughs> <laughs> and with your contract comes unlimited miles on southwest i don't know um <laughs> <laughs> <Unlimited> delta miles <laughs> don't ever lose your luggage again like <laughs> oh my goodness um but but i mean this brings to um my mind two things one is, but yeah, what do trades look like now? Is that something that we'll start to see more so that teams can offload some salary cap to maybe get ready for the draft, to make a move on a free agent? So that's something that I'm, I'm curious to see. Back. Jeez. Like, bring you back right. the draft. Hashtag bring back, bring back the draft. Hashtag bring back the draft. We're going to have to talk about We're adding that one to the list of things to talk about. I know. I'm so I'm still in MNHL mode, which is weird because that never happens. But, of course, I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking about the draft, uh, the boys' draft. Anyway, um, but the other thing that I think is going to be interesting is, to your point, um, when you have – when you play on a team that's not successful or you play in a system, maybe you are a successful team, but you individually as an athlete – aren't meeting success because there's so many reasons, right? We saw two players. Taylor Grant Mentis comes to mind. Yes. Oop. Thank Oop. you. Oop. Because that is something that I'm also going to be bringing up. Michaela Grant Mentis is a yeah. player who we all know what she's capable of. We all know that she can kill it, 
uh, you know, on a given team. She killed it in Toronto. She killed it her first couple of games as a Buffalo Butte, her first, technically first season. So we know what she's capable of. And yet she, although within the confines of the roster and the confines of the system that she was playing in, she did excel. It was not nearly what we know that she's capable of. So again, it comes to, does that harm the perceived value of a player i think it exactly yep you read my mind there exactly yeah. so, so these are all things and again yeah. in the absence um of more mike murphy's in the world um <laughs> we also don't like how do you correct that with a statistical you know package how do, how do you make a case with numbers reliably yeah, because someone else, I mean, you could do it, you could do this with just any numbers, but especially when the numbers don't align, yeah. it's like the team says, well, this is what we have. And then the right. player says, well, this is what I have. Well, who the heck yeah. is telling the truth? Both of them. Well, and that's, that's another thing, you know, it comes also to just the overall recording of stats in the PHF as well, game to game. It's very inconsistent. So that's another thing we have to correct. It's another thing we have to look at in terms of, okay, you know, <laughs> what are we doing here and how are we going to fix it? Because it needs fixed. You know, I think that it's not, it's never going to be fully fair until, or fully, it's never going to come to a full how do I want to put this? It's it's never going to be fully realized until we can figure those things out. I agree with you. I agree with you. And just because, you know, like just have a, 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 a standard set and yes. then put everything into making sure that standard set is accurate. Um, but you're right. So, and again, ooh, excuse me, Lord, I need some, I need some uh, ginger ale. I hope y'all didn't hear all that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I, um, anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll keep that to the private chat. Anyway, um, so <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I think that this year, I don't think all of these questions or like hypotheticals that we introduced are going to be realized per se, but I think it's a fool's errand if you are in a league for sure. Um, if you're a player, if you're an agent, if you're a team, not to start thinking about these things. Because again, these things happen in all sports leagues where money is exchanged, where there are contracts, where you have a free agency period, where you have restricted agents, unrestricted agents, where you have trades. Like this happens in sports. Yeah. And to that point, you know, I know that PHF report is in the space now. So um, and I know that there has been some discussion about their role in you know breaking this news and breaking these signings and things like that and i'd like to say that that's something that happens in sports as well this is kind of a thing yeah, and i think 100 as we continue to see the money come in as we continue to see the league evolve i think that players in general are going to have to be a little bit more comfortable with the idea that these things are going to be speculated. These things are going to be reported on. That's all. Yeah, I'm really glad that you mentioned that because there's been, girl, you know, we always got drama up in Woho. Um, uh -huh. But I think, yes, there's been some drama. And I know you talked about PHF report. Hello, PHF report. Um, and, you know, I, I, setting even that specific uh, account or um, 
example aside, you also, um, you know, we're also going to get a lot of different opinions as the coverage grows and people with different vantage points, people with um, different angles to the very same story. And I think there's a difference between saying you don't like something and saying that something is bad reporting. I mean, you know, I feel like I have to, um, and did publicly. Yeah. Come at me. Anyway, um, I'm getting ready for, I'm getting ready for my Kelsey plums. So I got to get my bark on. Um, but you know, like, here's the thing. I don't agree with some, some of the things that are reported. And let me not say that. I don't agree with some of the takes that I see in, in any of the sports that I cover. I'm like, yo, that is like, I would never write that, but that's why I didn't write it. And someone else did. It doesn't, you can enjoy something and it not be an opinion you share. Similarly, an opinion or a fact that you don't care to acknowledge does not mean it's an inaccurate report right or that it's not something that needs to be commented on because um if that's the case then everybody in buffalo will hate my ass um (laughs) because i don't care um so i think that and that's such a good point that you brought up because it's like you cannot like something but that doesn't necessarily mean that it should not be acknowledged um and i think that that is a big thing that players especially but also front office um you know agents uh other media members uh anybody in the league's front office that is something that everybody is going to have to come to terms with is that this is not something I think that we've gotten really comfortable with the idea of this being like a big community. And I love that, you know, I'm not going to sit here and try to say that I'm going to sacrifice my relationship with people because I think that that's just as important as reporting the truth and reporting the facts. But there are going to be times when people are not going to like what I have to say. People are not going to like that. I broke a story. People are not going to like that. I said something that, they don't necessarily want to agree with or think that they, you know, we're going to hurt some feelings. That's essentially what I'm trying to say. We're going to hurt some feelings sometimes. And I think that ultimately that needs to be put aside in favor of understanding that this is how the league is going to evolve. This is how the coverage of the league is going to evolve because if we're not comfortable with that, then we might as well give up. Like we're not your PR people. We're we're not we're not here to coddle. We're not here to promote. We're here to give a platform, but that's not the same as promoting. You don't pay me to do this. All right. Yeah, like, would you talk about that? Come on now, break it down. You know, you don't pay me to do this. I barely make money from this as is, but the money that I do make, I make honestly, and I make by, spew, by you know, providing my truth and providing the facts that I am given. So if you're not okay with that, I, I really don't know what to tell you because <laughs> it's not me. But I did want to, before we kind of get a little bit off topic, I did see uh, in our mentions here, um, AV did state, um, uh, regarding Noratu, uh, they did provide a screenshot, and I did want to kind of address it. 
um, that uh, I think this was translated, but um, she did talk about not just that about the Riveters being coached by Van Lahovey, but also about the uh, potential new league uh, the PW was putting together. Uh, basically yeah. says, the new league would really have interested me, but with the board seat, I knew what I would have earned there. It would have been a pretty bad personal business decision if I hadn't taken PHF's offer. So that's interesting. Um, and it makes yeah. me think that potentially, you know, obviously they're not going to be operating, I think, on a level with the same type of money that the PHF has right now. Um, but that being said, I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing because, again, it's brand new. It's it's a, it's going to be a league in the first year of existence. Right. <laughs> there. Yeah, I'm of a, a, a few different minds when it comes to that. First, you're absolutely right. And the <laughs> okay, here's what we're gonna do. Just let's 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 live together in a world in a world where there's no drama and we can just talk about two women's hockey leagues existing and we wipe away any of the history and just talk about the leagues in the upcoming season. Let's yeah. just live in that world for a minute. All right. I agree with you in that world. Absolutely. That um, whatever we see from, uh, you know, the PWHL or whatever it's going to be called, um, it, it's going to be um, different and likely won't pay what the PHF can and is guaranteed to pay. I agree with that statement. Then if we open up our world to include the histories of the league, I would argue, yeah, uh, something that started in 2019 versus something that was very much started in 2015 and very much struggled yeah, for many years. I, of course it makes sense that these two are not going to be the same. And, right. you know, with more time, one should be able to pay more and be a, a thriving business, okay? But now we're going to live in the real world. And the reason I wanted to just make those distinctions is because, I'm going to keep it a buck here, the PWHPA came from a hashtag movement which yeah. very clearly stated what it was looking for and would yeah. not... Um, exactly would not would not see anything less than that yeah so the i'm not i don't know what the contract looks like i'm not on the board like like noratsu is but i do hope that there are critical questions and opinions that are given when we do see that in regard to where that league started with its messaging that in very real ways Mm. Uh, uh, impacted to be nice impacted the women's hockey landscape yeah and I, I mean I, and that's kind of where I came back to it when we were talking about Ian Kennedy's report and seeing some of the remarks on that that's kind of what I was getting at is that you know yeah in in a, in a perfect world that wouldn't make a difference but it does make a difference because this is the world that the PDUP set up for itself. Let's let's just be real. This is what the PDUP set up. This is what they signed up for when it comes to what they stood for and when it comes to what they want to put in place. And for them to say one thing and then presume like, you know, 
apparently from what it looks like do another it's shady the 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 ship be shady i'm sorry i can't make it not be shady like it's just it is what it is yeah i mean it's definitely yeah you know yeah it's it 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 has to be discussed and again the that's where when we talked about casey bellamy and her contract the gravitas i like that you use that word that she had to be able to get that contract Right. It's the same gravitas that, if we're being honest, the PWHPA gets from, generally speaking, mainstream media to cover their on, you know, ongoing fight for what they want. Right. Um, so just I think that's important also. What I also think is important or interesting, maybe, because I don't know the particulars, but the language that Nora uses uh, and the way she describes it is very, very um, interesting but also like a board member. So had access to all of that information and then comes over here, signs a contract. You know, it goes back to what you were saying about player contracts and, you know, no compete clause and stuff like that. It's just like, I don't, I don't, can you, you like, you can have board members sign stuff like that, right? Yeah. I mean, especially with non-compete clauses is that, in a lot of states, and again, we don't know where exactly the PW is going to operate yet, but in a lot of states, non-compete clauses are becoming increasingly difficult. They're illegal. They're illegal. They're illegal. I'm going to say they're illegal. They're not legal. They're not ethical. And I get the reason why people are raising eyebrows at that because I raised eyebrows at that because I was like, huh. I don't know that I would necessarily want to sign a contract that basically says that, you know, I can't entertain offers from another league if I feel like I'm not getting what I need from this one. Right. Um, And again, that goes back to like running a business versus like having to deal with other things. But anyway, yes. So, so continue. But I was more so thinking, I was more, I say continue and then I continue. Um, I, I, but I, I wanted to add, I should say, I wanted to, to, to specifically think though, and maybe this is like outside of hockey, but my nonprofit brain is like, well, like if you're on the board and you have access to this information that is not being publicized and then you go and sign with a league that, <laughs> let's just say some might think is a direct competitor like we're like does that seem weird to anyone else that's kind of weird is it not i mean it's definitely something and i think that's more along the lines of like an nda uh which you oh, know yeah, is, that's is yeah, different NDA is different You're yeah right. non-disclosure agreement as compared to a non-compete clause um but a non-disclosure agreement i mean I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, I mean, obviously that's less frowned upon. That's some, I mean, <laughs> I, I would frown upon it because uh, you F me over. Um, I'm telling everybody, but uh, you know, <laughs> it's very much. Um, I don't know. That's a little surprising to me. Maybe she did yeah. sign one and, they, and then I, she said, and I don't know. I'm not, like, yeah, I'm not trying to like, I'm not trying to throw shade to Nora. I'm, I'm genuinely curious because I know when I sign even contracts as a freelancer, sometimes I, 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 you know, you can't write the same type of article within X amount of days. I mean, there are some people who sign contracts where they can't work for certain types of companies for a years after their employment so that's the only reason like generally just like wow that's 
I mean, you want uh, people for all of the the so and so jump from this league to that league. This might be the most shocking and surprising to me, like a board member then signing with the other league after and then publicly saying that a part of the reason I hopped over is because I saw what was on the table at this time over here and was like, skirt, no, I'm going to go over here. No, definitely. And, and I mean, that's, that's, again, one of those things that we're going to have to start thinking about is, you know, what, and, and again, this is where a union comes into play, right? This is where we got to start looking at, you know, what should players be allowed to do? What could be considered ethically violating what um, or unethical? What could be considered, um, you know, a player's right and responsibility under the contract that they signed, if they signed a contract? You know, there's that's all stuff that I feel like unions are so necessary for because, even something as, and I don't think even, I don't think Nora even me maybe meant anything by it. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think so either, but it does, yeah. br- it just raises questions, yeah. like you said, that are as all of these yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. And often comment like that, yeah, and often comment like that could end up becoming something much, much bigger. So, but through no fault of her own, you know, if she wasn't aware or, you know, if the league, if the PW wants to make enough of a stink about it, you know, it, it becomes a situation where it's like, oh, crap, what the hell did I do? And then we get to the point where, you know, maybe players don't say as much as they, you know, have in the past. And, you know, it becomes very, very tight lipped like uh, it was, you know, in the early years because, mm. it, it's it's yeah. it just it's, it's it's bad for everybody. So long story short, we need to get a, a goddamn union in place for both of these damn. Uh, <laughs> long story short, um, I love how we were like, yeah, we're gonna keep this nice and tight because we both trying to get some sleep. Um, and <laughs> you know, one hour later, no, but I think this was good. And so this is what though, Angelica, we're gonna use our spaces for. Like we we are not gonna cover necessary every little north uh That's not what it's called morsel of news maybe i made a word i shipped it so it's a norsel we're not going to cover every norsel uh, morsel of news um <laughs> but we norsel i love it a norsel exactly that's that's going to be uh that's our thing now we we claimed it thank you um so we're not going to cover every norsel but we do want to do a deep dive on a kind of a topic and so we really thought that since we're in free agency like let's have a conversation about what this salary cap is looking like and then all of the different things that that also brings. So that's what we're going to use the off season for on Twitter spaces, which will also then live on the founding for pod. But Angelica, you teased it earlier, but just let folks know again um, what you have cooking this week over at Black Rosie Media. Yeah, so I'm Black Rosie Media, and as you guys know, I write for about five different places now. Um, but <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> yeah, but on Black Rosie Media, I do have my Buffalo Buttes season in review coming up. Um, uh, I'm hoping that I don't rehash too much of what I said on the ice garden a, a month ago but um you know I think it'll be good uh, it'll definitely have a new take on you know some stuff uh 
because I am increasingly frustrated with every day that goes by. But anyway, um, so I've got that brewing. Uh, I have a couple of features as well. So keep an eye out. Uh, one of them is going to feature recent PHF Foundation Award winner for the Riveters, Reagan Rust, and her usage of social media. If I can figure out how to get that unarchived from Otter, um, I will have that conversation <laughs> documented in a feature. Uh, also have caught up with Haley Williams last month after Worlds. Uh, Haley Williams, former PHF player, well, NWHL player in that time, uh, who has been in uh, Hungary for the past couple of years and is now, you know, just trying to figure out her next move as well. Um, and uh, over on the Ice Garden, we also have some features cooking. I've got a goalie series. Um, and uh, what basically is going to be me talking to as many goalies as I can in the span of the offseason. Uh, so uh, goalies who are going to be featured yes. include, of course, uh, Carly Jackson have, was kind enough to uh, talk to me a couple weeks ago. Uh, I just spoke with Louisa Bernson today. I'm speaking with Amanda Levier uh, probably Thursday. Um, and I've spoken with Cassidy Sove as well. So uh, hopefully we'll get a few more there and uh, it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun. Love it. Look at this. Ooh. All this hashtag content. Yes. Obviously right? in this house, we also stand the ice garden. Uh, you know we, we came from the ice garden a long long time ago um yes. so all love all fam um yeah and then so also with black rosie media if you happen to dabble into the basketball uh we will be headed back to do live watch parties of the WNBA, which tips yes. off this friday WNBA Twitter, the the tea is hot. I mean, I was thinking of Becky Hammond. I did I did my bark, Kelsey Plum earlier, but I also was thinking of um, Becky Hammond because you know some of what we're talking about as these leagues, um, even colleges, um, NCAA, try to figure out what does recruitment look like. This is yep. pre NIL, you know, sometimes yeah. you, you sweeten the pot. So not just through signing bonuses like Casey Bellamy got, but like, are we going to see some other things um, start to become a part of the, the player experience by way of specific teams, kind of like what Buffalo did when they had private ownership? Yes. And, uh, oh, God, uh, speaking of Becky Hammond and the Aces, the, mm. the mess over there, girl. Messy, because they tried Messy. to sweep the pot, and we're acting Messy. all crazy. So, mm -hmm, and that's a 27-year-old mm -hmm. league, but anyway. But, <laughs> I mean, also, ooh, um, but anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, it brings up some interesting questions, not just for the W, but also for the PHF and the PW. Exactly. See, all it's all leagues. related. It's all yep, related. And, and we've got you covered on Black Rosie Media. So, yes, we will be spilling tea about all of that because the WNBA is already on one. Like, And we're yeah. in Canada. And we're in Canada, so now they're they're basically they're hockey fans. So that's how it works. You go to Canada, and boom, you're, you're <laughs> I'm a hockey fan. So yes, all of the crossovers. We love a strong crossover here. Thank you so much for joining us on the Founding Four Pod on Twitter Spaces. Yes, thank you, guys. And we will catch y'all another couple weeks. Uh, keep your eyes peeled, and uh, have a great night, y'all. Later days. Thanks, everyone. Peace.